Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Am I the Butthole, where OP bans a widow from her dead husband's memorial. Am I the butthole for banning my son's mom from a memorial? My ex-wife and I have three boys, 16, 12, and 10. We divorced pretty much right after the youngest was born. We also both remarried. She remarried a guy named Christopher and got a divorce last year after seven years of marriage. I, however, am happily married to my wife, Jessica. Christopher and my boys were pretty close, and they were bummed when the divorce happened. I always got along well with the dude. A few months after the divorce, Christopher revealed that the reason he got a divorce was because he was diagnosed with adenocarcinoma, and Diana didn't want to be his nursemaid or responsible for his medical bills, so she just checked out. Adenocarcinoma is a cancer that starts in the glands that lines the insides of the organs. Okay, so it's cancer. He told me this because he wanted to leave whatever he had to my kids. Unfortunately, he had no family of his own. Obviously, I said of course and signed the paperwork. A few months ago, I got a call from a social worker saying that Christopher was a few months away from dying and he was unable to care for himself. Christopher had given his social worker my number. Basically, they needed someone to help with end-of-life care. He had made me his power of attorney. He was living in hospice and my wife and I moved him into our home because he deserved to live his final days in dignity. It also taught my kids about compassion. Unfortunately, he died after two weeks. He was cremated a few days ago. Now, me, my wife, my kids, and a few of our friends are planning to spread his ashes at the beach this weekend. Diana asked if she could attend, and I told her to kick rocks. She wanted nothing to do with him when he was dying. I'm not saying that Christopher was a burden, but it's really sad that this dude had to reach out to his ex-wife's first husband like he did. This was clearly more of her responsibility. I said that she can't just sit around and let us do all the hard work so that she can come in at the very end and pretend to be a grieving widow. My older son thinks that I should let her come, and I told him to mind his own business and mouth. I'm not going to sugarcoat your mom for you. Your mom is a witch, and she'll be treated the same way that she treated your stepdad. Man, OP, I was super, super on your side until the very end when you said those awful things about her. OP, you really shouldn't badmouth the kid's mother in front of him. It just creates a toxic dynamic, and it builds mistrust with the kids, and it's just not healthy. Which is a shame, because from the rest of the story, you sound like a really compassionate and caring guy, and so does Christopher, and the kids like him too. 
So this was all set up to be a wholesome story, but then you just kinda ruined it by trash-talking the kid's mom. OP, I'm giving you 1 out of 5 buttholes for that. I'm giving Christopher 0 out of 5 buttholes, and I'm giving your ex-wife 3 out of 5 buttholes. When this woman gave her wedding vows, I wonder if she added, in sickness and in health. Maybe she crossed her fingers when she got to that part. Am I the butthole for splitting the bill at dinner and not letting my boyfriend pretend that he paid? I'm a 24-year-old woman, and I've been dating Ben, who's 26, for 8 months. For context, Ben and I are from different income brackets, and Ben has expressed that he sometimes feels a little bit weird about this because he's a gentleman at heart, but he says that it's hard to treat me since I'm not really impressed by his gestures. I've said many times that I'm not concerned about these kinds of things either way, but it comes up periodically. Last night, Ben and I went to dinner with six of my friends. In total, there were three men and five women. At the end of the dinner, the two guys, Max and Harry, said they would get the bill, as the guys usually do when we're out. Ben quietly said to me that he wasn't really comfortable with the guys paying for his dinner, so I said that I'd chip in with the bill. Ben thanked me, but asked me if he could chip in and then I could pay him back afterwards because he didn't want them to know that I was paying. This struck me as totally absurd because, firstly, it's unnecessary. Second, even after splitting the bill, I don't think he'd be able to afford it. And third, I felt like he was trying to enter a pissing contest with my friends, which was just childish. I said no, I would just pay the bill and turn to everyone else and said that I'd chip in for a third of the bill. No one batted an eyelid, but Ben was sulking. He's now mad at me, saying that I emasculated him and made him look bad in front of my friends. I think he's being overdramatic, because my friends couldn't care less and he needs to get over himself. Am I in the wrong for not letting him save face? You know, I do understand where Ben is coming from, and I do understand why he feels emasculated. The thing is, OP's not the one who emasculated Ben. It was himself, and kinda sorta indirectly, the two guys who paid for the bill. You know, because if the two friends pay for the bill, then this guy will be obligated to offer as well, and he can't afford it, so they kinda pressured him into paying for one-third of the meal. Which I'm not necessarily blaming them for, I'm just saying they're one of the reasons why he was emasculated. OP, I'm going to give you 0 out of 5 buttholes. If you want to pay with your own money, then you deserve credit for it. I'm giving him 1 out of 5 buttholes, not because of what he wanted to do. You know, he was embarrassed, that's not a huge deal. The reason why he deserves a butthole score is because he got mad at you afterwards, which was just stupid. Dude, if you're broke, don't get mad at your girlfriend over it. Am I the butthole for letting my 16-year-old daughter drink a glass of wine? I'm a 46-year-old woman, and last night I had a glass of wine while watching a movie with my daughter, who's 16. She asked me if she could try some. Normally, I'm strict with my kids when it comes to alcoholic beverages, but I didn't think a little wine would hurt, so I poured her a glass. I told her this would be a once-in-a-blue-moon exception. My husband, on the other hand, was not okay with this. When he came into the living room and saw her with wine in her hand, he lost his mind. He started shouting at me, asking why the hell I let her drink alcohol underaged, and she could easily become addicted to it. I immediately felt bad and apologized, but my husband is still pissed with me over this. I don't think he trusts me anymore. Am I the butthole? Wow. Yo, what? Okay, I, I went down in the comments expecting people to... I felt like this was an easy layup post, but I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down. Everyone is saying not the butthole. God, am I going to get in trouble with this in the comments? Is everyone going to trash on me? 
this is a very healthy, reasonable, and responsible way to introduce alcohol to a teenager. Because it's much better to experiment with alcohol and understand its effects on the body and your limitations in the comfort of your own home, as opposed to a high school party, as opposed to college where there's no adult supervision whatsoever. So from that perspective, I think it's totally fine, OP. The problem, though, and the thing that I don't understand why everyone is saying not the butthole, is OP did this without consulting the father, without consulting the husband. Doesn't he get a say in this? He's her dad. And people in the comments are saying, well, in Europe, it's perfectly reasonable for a 16-year-old to drink alcohol. So I don't see the big deal. Okay, let's change the analogy to make it something legal in America. Driving. A 16-year-old is allowed to drive. I think if a mother or a father just randomly, out of the blue, takes a 16-year-old driving for the first time, or buys them a car for the first time, or takes the kid to get their license for the first time without ever consulting the other partner, then that's also scummy behavior. Yeah, it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, it's perfectly legal. But a 16-year-old driving is a big deal. There's safety to consider. This is an important bonding moment between parent and child. So to completely remove one of the parents out of the equation isn't fair to that parent. Man, here, look, there's a story from my life that's somewhat similar. I work from home, and a while ago, my wife's father came to visit. And unbeknownst to me, my wife had ordered like a toddler-sized bicycle for our toddler daughter. And her father assembled the bicycle, which I didn't even know had arrived, and put our daughter on the bicycle and, you know, rode her around the house. And then when I came upstairs, I see my father-in-law pushing my daughter on the bicycle, which I'm sure they thought was sweet and nice and everything. But see, that's the thing, man. In America, the stereotype is that the father teaches the kid how to ride a bicycle. It's one of those quintessential bonding moments, like playing catch in the front yard, you know? And because they did this without giving me a chance to say, hey, I'd like to be the first one to do it, that opportunity was robbed from me. And that's, I'm going to be honest, it makes me a little sad. Now, I don't blame them because my wife and the dad are Chinese, so they don't have this stereotype of the dad teaching the kid how to ride a bicycle. So, you know, it's just a cultural misunderstanding I can forget and forgive. But I felt sad in that tiny little thing, which really isn't a big deal. Alcohol is a much bigger deal than this. So to cut your partner out of the decision-making process there is, in my opinion, really scummy. It's really inconsiderate and selfish. I'm really, sh I'm really shocked by all the not buttholes down in the comments. I, I, I can't believe it, to be honest with you. I, I will say that the husband yelling is a bit of an overreaction. He should have handled his emotions better in that situation, but I can understand the degree of shock and probably anger and feelings of betrayal that he probably felt when he came in to see a 16-year-old daughter drinking alcohol out of the blue. Is this the first time? Has she been doing this a while? Why is she drinking alcohol? Why didn't you consult me? So I'm giving OP two out of five buttholes. And I'm giving the dad 0.5 out of 5 buttholes for having an emotional reaction. Am I the butthole for not allowing my daughter to wear her late mother's wedding dress since she won't fit into it? My late wife was a very small person. When we got married, she was only 115 pounds. So her wedding dress size reflects that. She passed away two years ago, so she can't attend our daughter's wedding that'll be in 2025. Now, my daughter wants to wear the dress, and I told her that wouldn't be a good idea since she won't be able to squeeze into it. She told me that she could just increase the size of it, and I told her I'd think about it. I looked into it, and they basically cut the dress up to size it up. 
I informed her that no, she can't wear the dress because they'd be cutting it up. This resulted in a huge argument about me gatekeeping my wife's things. I once again told her no and that she can wear some of her jewelry. My daughter hung up on me. She clearly thinks that I'm the jerk and my sons are now on me to give up the dress. And then OP posted an update. Since people have asked me, my wife always wanted to go dress shopping with our daughters. She loved her wedding dress, and I don't think that she would be okay with it being cut up. Okay, um, man, am I going to disagree with the comments here? This feels like a no, no butthole situation. Oh, no, okay, it looks like the comments are kind of agreeing with me. Yeah, like, it's normal for OP to not want to let go of his wife's wedding dress. He married his wife, the love of his life, in this dress, so of course he's going to have strong attachments to it. Also, it's not surprising that the daughter wants to wear the dress because, at least in America, there is a semi-tradition of the mother giving a wedding dress to a daughter. It's not completely unheard of. And, you know, the, the mother can't be there, so the daughter's thinking, at least I can have part of my mom with me on my wedding day because I'll be wearing her wedding dress. It's sweet. So, like, the problem here is there's an abundance of love for this deceased woman. OP loves the wife, doesn't want to let go of the dress. The daughter loves the mom, wants the dress. I think I'm more inclined to say that OP is mostly in the right here because unless the dress was specifically handed down, then, gosh, though, man, if my wife, oh, this is a tough one. If my daughter wanted to wear the wedding dress of my deceased wife, I don't know how I could possibly say no to that. How do you, how do you deny them that? Yeah, I'm going to stand by my statement. I think no one's the butthole here. I think both solutions are acceptable. I think keeping the dress is okay. I think giving the dress to her is okay. So I'm giving everyone zero out of five buttholes. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone disagreed and said that, you know, one side or the other is the butthole. This is kind of a sticky one. Am I the butthole for telling my sister that if she's so upset about my kids not sharing her toys, they can find another place to live? I'm a single mom to Emmy, who's six. She's my only child. Emmy has been six since she was two, and if I'm gonna be honest, she likely won't make it to ten. Her dad left us when she got sick. Emmy spends one week in the hospital, then one week at home. Because of this, the last time I was able to send her to school was two years ago, when we were able to do preschool three hours a day, two days a week. Because back then, they still wore masks. Now, the only time that she's around other kids is when she's in the hospital. Emmy hates sharing her toys, so I try not to make her do it. Usually, when we see her cousins, I'll buy something like a big pack of chalk and a gallon of bubbles, and I'll tell her it's for everybody, but that's the only time she'll share. My sister has two daughters, ages 5 and 7, who are living with us temporarily. It's been difficult for everyone. At first, I switched rooms with Emmy, and we put all three girls in the master, but Emmy hated sharing rooms and said the girls were always touching her stuff, so we switched back and I put the girls in the spare room with their mom. My sister was complaining that the room was too crowded, so she's staying on a cot in my office, but apparently that's too uncomfortable, so she wants the girls to share again. My sister does not pay rent. Her husband does spend 500 bucks a month to pay for the groceries, and she helps with Emmy while I'm at work. They've also been complaining that I take Emmy on day and weekend trips without them. Emmy just spent the week in the hospital and we came home on Saturday. My niece's beds were moved into Emmy's room and her toys were everywhere. I confronted my sister and she said that Emmy isn't using her room or her toys half the time and the little girl should be sharing with each other. 
I told her that Emmy has already made it clear that she doesn't want to share her room or her toys, and that the room needs to be the way that we left it by the end of the day. She says that I'm being unfair, so I snapped at her and said that I'll be prioritizing my kids over her ungrateful self and her kids, and that if she can't get over my kid not sharing, then she needs to find somewhere else to live. They did fix Emmy's room, but they haven't been talking to us. At this point, I'm thinking about kicking them out anyways. Man, the audacity of some people. Yo, these people are living here rent-free, and they're angry at the homeowner because they can't steal the toys of her sick daughter. What? What are they, psychopaths? OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. Kick them out, oh my god. I'm giving your sister and her family 3.5 out of 5 buttholes. That was r slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.